One of my earliest memories is his putting me on his shoulders and uh, carrying me through the house and forgetting that there was a divider between the rooms and knocking me off. My head hit the, the divider between the rooms and knocked me off. Jean Graham Ford is Billy Graham's little sister. In my eyes, and it's sort of still this way, he sort of could do no wrong. And I've always just adored him and still do. This is GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Scotty Campbell. And I'm Phil Fleischman. I'm excited about where we are right now, Scotty. Yeah, we are hosting this episode of GPS from the home where our guest, Gene Graham Ford and Billy Graham grew up. We're in the living room, sitting in one of the easy chairs and on the couch, and uh on top, it's decorated for Christmas. On top of the mantle, we've got a, a nice evergreen spread there. A Christmas tree right around the corner in the office where Billy Graham's mother used to do the accounts for the dairy farm. That's right. Yeah, and it's all decorated for Christmas. You're going to hear Jean Graham Ford talk about this house and share some fun memories about her big brother. But she's also going to share some other stories, including about the death of her 21-year-old son. When she talks about his death, she really cuts to the chase about the struggles and the peace that she and her husband have experienced with God. GPS. God. People. Stories. So as I said, we're sitting in the living room of the house in which Billy Graham and his sister, Jean Graham Ford, grew up in. It sits on the campus of the Billy Graham Library here in Charlotte, and it's open to the public. It was moved here from its original location on the Graham Dairy Farm a few miles up the road. It's a modest two-story brick colonial, and Jean Graham Ford remembers it well, except for one part. Well, you will not believe this. Until I was about 10 years old when my sister was married, I don't know where I slept, and neither do any of my siblings. <laughs> Billy doesn't know. Melvin, my other brother, did not know. My sister did not know. I don't know where I slept. So I didn't have a room until my sister moved out when I was about 10. But when you walk up the steps, the first room to the left was my brother's room, Melvin and Billy, and the room up to the left, then my sister and then my mother and daddy, and then a guest room. Do you remember the last hand that was held out to you? Jean is the youngest of four children, and she says she was a surprise for her parents. There's a 14-year age difference between her and her beloved big brother, Billy. In my eyes, and it's sort of still this way, I hate to say this, he sort of could do no wrong. You know, being so much older, you sounded like a second parent. And I've always just adored him and still do. Do you remember ever knowing anyone saw you as someone who called you by name? Billy Graham, the oldest of the four Graham children, has often shared his memories of growing up on a dairy farm and the early mornings he spent milking cows. We asked Jean if she ever milked the cows. Yes, I did. Did you really? And I loved doing it. (laughs) I was a tomboy, and Melvin called me TB all the time. I loved to be outdoors driving the tractor or the wagons, the mules, playing with the goats. I loved all that. At that same time, Jean had already begun a relationship with Jesus. Billy had a dramatic conversion experience. I did not have that. I grew up knowing God, loving Him, questioning some of the things that have happened in our lives. 
but I've never had any rebellion. Jean credits her lifelong relationship with Christ, at least in part, to the faith she saw in her father and mother. Her influence in our life is immeasurable. Why did Billy go in the ministry? So many reasons, but certainly mother in her prayers. Why did he go to Wheaton? That's Wheaton College, where Billy Graham met his future wife, Ruth. It's located just outside Chicago. So far away back in those days, Wheaton was on the other side of the world. Nobody had ever heard of Wheaton. And Mother just prayed him there. The same for me. Her influence of having the open scriptures in her lap and to see her trust and confidence in who God is. And I think we all would say that her prayers, her life was certainly influential in our lives in a big time. Also was my father. And just an interesting thing, I asked Billy, I said, Billy Frank, what do you remember about Daddy? And he said he was a man of prayer. And he said, I would rather hear him pray than anybody ever. We pray for blessings. We pray for peace. Comfort for family, protection while we sleep. In just a minute, you're going to hear how prayer and faith carried Jean and her husband through an impossibly difficult time. But first, the story of how Jean met her husband, evangelist Leighton Ford. Billy went to uh, Canada, where my husband is from, and Leighton was head of Youth for Christ in his hometown when he was 15 years old. He was tall, he was 6'4", and everybody thought he was older, and they asked him to be head of Youth for Christ. They had a 1,000 people on Saturday nights, and um, when he was about 16, I guess, he invited Billy to come and speak to a Youth for Christ rally, and he met Billy then. And Billy told him about a kid sister, and he told Leighton about Wheaton, And when we got to Wheaton, Billy came home and told me about a young Canadian he had met. So when we got to Wheaton, um, some months later, we met each other. And on our second date, we we fell helplessly in love. And people say, you can't fall in love. We fell in love. And Billy took me aside. He said, if I went around the world three times, I could never find anybody I'd rather for you to be married to. But by then we were in love. So. But I never knew love. I never knew truth. I never knew peace. The sweet release that brought me through. Till I met you. Jean and Leighton got married in 1953, and they went on to have three children one daughter and two sons, including Sandy, who was born in 1960. He accepted Christ while watching one of his uncles, Billy Graham's Crusades, when he was six. But just a few years later, around the age of 14 or 15, he was a very athletic teenager, Sandy was diagnosed with a somewhat rare heart disorder. He only lived about six more years. Sandy was 21 and was chair of a 
a campus-wide crusade that Billy was coming to do, and he died on the operating table. So you say, why? Well, of course, there's no answer. And when I get to heaven, I don't, I won't ask that question. I won't need to. Uh, how did we get through it? We we made that the decision that night. Either God is the God of the Scriptures, and He is good. And I want to tell you, we did not feel He was good that night. So the feelings we had um, did not coordinate with what we knew to be the truth of God's Word. And without seeming to be pious, God's Word is really what got us through. Depending on what He said and who He was in the Scriptures, even when we weren't feeling that way. Trust me when I say That I will give you perfect peace And all of our family members reacted differently, different times. Some would be angry, some would be depressed. We all handled it differently, and so therefore we had to handle each other differently. But how do we get through it? I don't know that we're through it yet. They lost Sandy in 1981. My mother died in August, and Sandy died in November. And you expect to lose your parents. You don't expect to lose a son. Thirty-four years after Sandy's death, Jean is continuing to learn about and draw closer to God. I think one of the things I'm learning at my old age is to be, to be who God wants me to be, and not what anybody else wants me to be. That doesn't mean I don't fit into other people's plans and agendas, because I certainly do with children, grandchildren, husband, but. To learn perhaps more and more about who he wants me to be through the study of the scripture, through the quiet times. But I think he's teaching me a lot about myself. God's been teaching Jean about herself and himself for as long as she can remember. When she was 11, she contracted polio, and the doctors didn't think she was going to live. And I heard them tell Mother and Daddy out in the hall that I wouldn't make it. But my response, even at that age, I was very sick with a very high fever. But I remember feeling, okay, if I die, I'm going to be with Jesus. What about you? Do you have that assurance? Jean Graham knew she'd be with Jesus in heaven if she died because she'd already given her life to him. You can do that right now. Go to BillyGrahamRadio.org and click on Grow Your Faith. That's BillyGrahamRadio.org. For he will not let go.
You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I was a boy, and every Saturday night, my mother always gave us a bath in a great big tin tub. Billy Graham. And I remember her saying, I want to teach you something out of the Bible. And she taught us John 3, 16. I never forgot it. And other verses as well that my mother and her faithfulness out on the farm in North Carolina taught her children. So we turn tonight to the third chapter of John. Jesus has been talking to Nicodemus, who is a great religious leader. And Jesus had said, you must be born again if you're to enter the kingdom of God. And then I want us all to say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is what Christmas is all about. God giving his only begotten Son for you. You see, Jesus was born so that he could live a perfect life and then die on a cross to take the penalty for your sins. That's a message that Franklin Graham will be sharing in all 50 state capitals next year during his Decision America tour. At each stop, he'll share the gospel, but he'll also encourage Christians to live out their faith in public and to participate in the 2016 elections. You can learn more about it online at decisionamericatour.com. A lot of the music you heard on this episode of GPS came from Laura's story. There are several places where you can listen to GPS. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Plus, we're at BillyGramRadio.org. And we always share each week's episode on Facebook. To find us there, just search for Billy Graham Radio. This is GPS, God, People, Stories. You can help keep the stories coming through your financial support. Look for the Give button at the top of the page on BillyGramRadio.org. I'm Scotty Campbell. And I'm Phil Fleischman from the home where Billy Graham grew up. GPS is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. I can just be me. I can just be me.